It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On CBS, you've heard Jack Benny, Amos and Andy, Bergen and McCarthy. Still waiting with a variety of entertainment are Rocky Jordan, Horace Height, our Miss Brooks, The Whistler, and Red Skelton. Now, Del Monte Foods brings you a world of adventure with Rocky Jordan. Well, Chris, we ought to be back in Cairo in another hour. Hey, what's that plane up to, Rock? He's in trouble. Motors are acting up. We better do something in a hurry. He's coming down way too fast for my money. He's got to try for a landing. Out here in the desert? It's the only choice he's got. Man, oh man, look at it come down. Hold your fingers crossed, Rocky. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Yes, Del Monte, the best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world. Takes you now to the Cafe Tambourine in Cairo, gateway to the ancient East, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan story, Horde of the Memluks. Chris, my bartender, and I had spent the day at a friend's date plantation. We were driving back toward the Nile that evening along a desert road when we saw a big plane in trouble overhead, its motors sputtering. It circled crazily, came down fast, and barely made it over the hill ahead. We didn't see it again until our car came up over the rise, and there it was, squatting squarely on the road. Well, what do you know, Rocky? Landed on the road without a scratch. The pilot found a lucky spot, Chris. Lucky ain't the word for it. I don't see anybody around. Still inside, maybe. Come on, we'll see. Yeah. It says Star Transport on the side. Ah, it's a Cairo outfit. Hello there. Everything all right? Hello. That's funny. Well, the cargo door is open and the ladder's hanging down. Let's look inside. Hey, what kind of cargo is this? Nothing but palm fronds. Anybody here? Hello. Sure don't make sense to hey, me. Chris. Huh? Holy Moses, Rocky. No wonder they didn't answer. Shot right through the head. Pilot and co-pilot both. But how? If they landed the plane and... The... What do you make of it? I don't know, Chris, but it's not for us. Let's get out of here. Yeah. 
Hold on, Rocky. Huh? Look up there. I saw it then, a tall, wild figure standing at the top of a sand dune not far off, silhouetted against the pale sky, all in black, from the burnoose to his long black robes flapping in the breeze. Chris, get to the car. Step on it. Jets of sand kicked up everywhere as we swung out around the plane, but the shots didn't find us, and we made our escape. I kept the throttle down hard till we reached the little Nile village of Sharona. We notified the authorities and then went back with them to show the way. When we reached the place, the plane was still there. So were the two lifeless pilots. But now the strange cargo of palm fronds was gone. The plane was empty. Chris and I got back to Cairo then. He was kind of shaken by it all, so I told him to take the next day off and rest up. I was at the tambourine the next afternoon, still wondering what it was all about, when I had company. Captain Sam Sabaya, Cairo Police. Well, Jordan, you quite outdid yourself this time. <laughs> Sam, I didn't have try. You're a plane loaded with palm fronds, a fantastic figure in black who fires at you with a modern machine gun. All right, all right, you can relax. It's all out of your territory. Let us hope that it remains so. However, Mr. Madin of the Star Transport Company is somewhat puzzled. So am I. Did he tell you what the flight was about, Sam? Only that the plane had been commissioned by one Amin Bay of this city to fly a cargo out of Dongola. Dongola? Far to the south in Lower Nubia, the village of the remaining Memluks. Amin Bay was flying palm fronds all that way? That is not what puzzles Mr. Madin, uh, Jordan. What then? It is your statement to the Sharona authorities that the plane made a forced landing because of engine trouble. Well, that's right. Why? You will be interested to know that the company's mechanic found the plane and its engines in perfect condition. There was absolutely nothing wrong. Well, ask Chris, Sam. He saw it all, oh, too. Calm yourself, Jordan. Emin Bay has yet to learn of the disappearance of his cargo. It is he who will have questions which you might help answer. Here we go, Jordan. We stepped into Sam's limousine out front and rolled down to a street lined with all white houses near the riverfront. Pretty soon, Sam was knocking at one of the doors. It was opened by a big man who wasn't Egyptian. Blonde face and hair combed straight back. Yes? What do you want? Captain Sabai of the police. I would have audience with Emin Bay. I'm Carl Klebel, his secretary. Please take your business. I would speak with Emin Bay. This way, please. It struck me that Carl Klebel looked like more than a secretary. He led us down a hallway into a room at the far end. A wall of the room held a big painting some sort of battle scene with a man on a white charger leaping a high wall. Beneath the picture sat a young woman with dark round eyes and olive skin that reminded me of velvet. Well, that much I liked. Then a pudgy man wearing a red fez came hurrying up. Has he come at last, Carl? Oh, I am sorry. Captain Sabaya of the police, Amin Bay. Oh, you honor my house, Captain. This is Mr. Jordan, Amin Bay. Hello, Amin Bay. Again, I am honored. Uh, my guest, Trana Fentar. My pleasure. How are you, Miss Fentar? Most well, thank you. Now, if you will be seated, the purpose of your visit, Captain Sabaya. MNB, you commissioned a plane of the Star Transport Company, I believe, to fly a cargo in from Dongola? Why, yes, that is right. Is, is there something wrong? I fear there is. The plane made a forced landing in the desert last evening. What happened after that is not entirely clear. Please, Captain... What are you trying to say? Wait, Rana. Let him continue. 
I must tell you that the entire cargo of the plane has disappeared. Disappeared? But that is impossible. I mean, they, after all, our effort... Captain, please tell us everything that you can. Uh, Mr. Jordan is here for that purpose. Then quickly, Mr. Jordan. Well, a friend and I saw the plane go down in the desert yesterday evening. When we got to it, we found the crew shot to death. No. The plane was loaded with something when we found it. But did the captain not say... No, I'm getting to that. Somebody in black robes showed up over a hill and cut loose with a machine gun. We got away and reported it to the authorities. But when we all got back to the plane, it was empty. I cannot believe it. Hemin Bay, what can we do? Well, does a plane load of palm fronds mean so much? It is best that I explain. The palm fronds were but a covering. Underneath was ivory, the very finest ivory, worth many thousands. We must get it back. Let us trust that it is possible. You say they were all dead, Mr. Jordan. The pilot and his partner, both shot at close range. But wait, what of the third? There was another. We only found two. Oh, then it is possible that Uli is still alive. Himenbe, what could have happened to him? Uh, Trana, we neglect hospitality. Please go and tell the servants to prepare food and coffee. But I must know. Please, we will then talk about this. Very well. I will return in a moment. It was best that Trana leave us for a moment, Captain. And why, MNB? You see, the man, Yulia, who was on the plane and has now disappeared, is her uncle, a leader of the Memluk people in Dongola. He was flying with the delivery of ivory. Uh, Mr. Jordan? Yes? About this man in black robes who fired at you, was he quite tall and with a heavy dark beard? Well, he... Looked that way. His back was to the sky. It was getting kind of dark. I... But he could have had a beard. Yes, he could have. If so, then it was Uliah himself. Emenbe, you suggest then that Uliah forced the pilot to land the plane and then kill them both? How else could it have happened? There is no doubt that someone had arranged for Confederates to be waiting nearby to take the ivory away. In any event, this Uliah must be found and most quickly. Yes, Captain. If what we fear is true, he has not only murdered... He has betrayed me and his people. Well, there was plenty more to be cleared up, but that was Sam's job. I wasn't in any mood for burning my tongue with Egyptian-style coffee, so I excused myself. I went back to the tambourine and stayed there. I locked up around midnight and went up to my room, figuring to catch up on some sleep. Try to get the tall man in black, the girl with the velvet skin, and the disappearing ivory cargo off my mind. And I did a pretty good job of it. But all at once, I was wide awake. The light was on, but I didn't see it for the black furnace and robe and a heavy black beard held close to my face. Something didn't go with it, but I didn't have time to figure what. His powerful fingers closed to my throat. They held as I fought back and we rolled to the floor. His head caught the bedpost and his fingers loosened just enough. I twisted away, but as I tried to come up, his fist caught me behind the ear and the clouds rolled in like a Kansas tornado. I opened my eyes again. He was gone. Through the open window to the roof. The way he'd come in. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan.
Just let the weather turn fair and warmer, and right away your family gets hungry for lots of refreshing fruit flavor. So now's the time of all times to serve luscious, tropical-tasting desserts and salads made with Del Monte crushed pineapple. And you don't have to go to any extra trouble either. Had his chance both times. Why didn't he finish me? Perhaps you are a better fighter than he anticipated. Sam, what's this all about? The Memloose, the big shipment of ivory to a man like Emmon Bay. Who is he? The shipment was perfectly legal, Jordan. We need only be concerned with Uliah now. Uh, his niece, Trano, will have to be told. Oh, leave that to me. I shall phone her at the Karnak Hotel. Okay, Sam, I'll let you tell her. I drove back through the dark streets toward the tambourine, trying to figure what was wrong. The man in the black beard could answer it, but how to find him before he found me again was something else. Well, I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep till I knew a lot more. So before I reached the tambourine, I turned the car around. In another ten minutes, I was at the Karnak Hotel, where Sam had said Trana lived. The light under her door said she was up, but one knock got an answer. Mr. Jordan. Oh, Mr. Jordan, please come in. Were you, uh, were you expecting me, Trana? No, but I am glad that you have come. I must talk to you. Uh, Sabaya called you then, he told you. Yes, but I tell you that it is not possible that my uncle attacked you. You lie as a man of respect and trust among my people. Well, people can change, Trana. No, he would never do such a thing. Tell me something. Why are you here in Cairo? To study at the university. I have special permission, for I am not a citizen. My people cannot be. Let's hear about your people. Why would they ship valuable ivory to Emmon Bay? He's not a buyer. I, I must not tell you as yet. It, it would not be wise. Even when your uncle's accused of theft, betrayal, even murder? So, Mr. Jordan, it seems that you too believe this thing. Uh, I'm beginning to, Trana. Then can you explain why Uliah was not accused when it happened before? Before? Twice before, attempts were made to send ivory to Cairo, the only treasure of my people. Once by caravan and another by boat. Both times the ivory disappeared before it reached the city. Him and Bay didn't tell me. And why should he tell you, Mr. Jordan? He can answer that. Cans tomorrow. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. Well, I thought I had it all. The whole answer to the stolen ivory of the Memlukes with Emil Bay's big blonde male secretary right in the middle. My idea now is to take him to Sabaya until Emmon Bay himself walked in and the gun he held canceled out mine. Give your gun to me, Mr. Jordan. Carefully. I will take it, Emmon Bay. No, Carl. Stay where you are. But I can dispose of him for you. I will take it. There. Thank you, Mr. Jordan. Don't mention it. <laughs> and now, Carl, I believe you are about to tell Mr. Jordan something. Emmon Bay, I was only marking time. I, I knew that you would soon return. Of course. But go ahead now. Tell him that it was I who gave the instructions. It was I who have deluded the simple Memluks and taken their ivory hoard. Tell him. He doesn't have to. 
My hunch was right to begin with. <laughs> Mr. Jordan, ivory brings a very good price. There is still more of it in Dongola. I have only to keep it coming. And keep the Memlukes trusting you. Tell me now, Jordan, just before you die, is it possible that you suggested what you know about Carl to the police? I don't know anybody else I'd tell. Then I must proceed from here with my plan alone. If poor Carl was such a good help. Amin Bay, you could not. Kill Jordan, but not me. But death has always been cheap to you, Carl. Face it bravely. Learn now what it is like. Carl Clever watched the gun, not knowing which of us was first. As it wavered toward me, Carl lunged, but he was slow again. Those shots caught him moving in. He reeled back against me. I shoved him right at Eamon Bay, and as he slumped, I was moving. Another shot took my ear, and I was inside the line of fire and working him over. And that was all for Eamon Bay. Written by Larry Roman and Gomer Cool, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jay Novello as Sam Sabaya and is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arunt. Remember you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is Congo Copper. For a real experience in corn enjoyment, try Del Monte vacuum-packed golden whole kernel corn. Plump, very thin-skinned kernels crammed with rich country flavor. You'll say Del Monte is the sweetest, tenderest corn you've ever tasted. And it's thrifty, too. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>